DJ, I'm just curious, uh, you being the oldest player on the team, do you think you still have the stamina to uh, out-party all these guys tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'm a pro. Monday, too much dip. My name is Dave. I'm joined in studio for this podcast, this particular podcast, Too Much Dip, by Dylan. Dylan Shivery. Are we spending the entire episode talking Texas Longhorns football, yes or no? You literally have access to the rundown. Oh, so you're you're. Okay. I can tell that you're in the dock. We'll just do a couple of minutes then. That's fine. Hey, I'm very happy to be here, man. Uh, I was on vacation over the weekend, but I did catch some of the sports. Well, that's great so to know. I'm here to talk about them, and I'm very excited. I'll be more excited if KJ was sitting next to me, but I think I look normal size today, which I'm kind of excited about. Normal size Dylan in the building, coming to us live from DeSoto, Texas. Home of the Eagles. It's KJ. Uh, hello, lads. I'm, uh, you know, I told you guys I was feeling a little under the weather, a little cold action. I didn't want to be driving down to Austin and uh, bringing my germs with me. The truth is I wanted nothing to do with the heater that David is on in DraftKings, nor the heater that uh, Dylan had going in uh, dip picks. So I yes. figured I'd keep my loser ass home. Oh, wait. We'll talk them ponies too later. Wait, Dave, did you have another uh, a DraftKings weekend? I believe I won uh, a significant chunk of change, and by significant, I mean maybe 55 U.S. dollars. You are the Draft King. See what I did? Look, I'm not. I mean, many, many other people beat me. I don't even think I won the Too Much Dip League, but... Uh, you did. I did? Yeah, I That's screwed cool. up the settings once again, and the payout went to 10 of the 20 people instead of the top two people. So you only won like five bucks. So some of y'all, some of y'all need to Venmo me. Basically. Some of y'all, David dash rough dash two. <laughs> okay. Um, KJ, that's very nice of you to um, protect us from uh, whatever it is you're harboring. We we wish you well in your battle with mystery illness. Daycare germs is what I daycare germs. Um, we got so that clip I played is obviously from the Ryder Cup presser, USA. The laugh. Was that Justin Thomas's laugh? I think, what? It, I think it was the guy who asked a question who weirdly sounded a lot like It was Dustin such Johnson. a goober laugh. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I get that uh, it's funny. DJ's funny. We'll talk more about it. But, like, it wasn't that funny. You didn't have the <laughs> belly laugh. Uh, for a guy like DJ, though, who's uh, pretty reserved and uh, That's know, fair. doesn't have a whole lot to offer. He's graded on a curve. Personality-wise, then, yeah. It's, it was memorable. I will uh, add to that that we've done our fair share of Norm um, McDonald, that is, uh, remembrances and, and, you know, mentions over the past few weeks. But there is a line uh, in the, I guess it's at the end of dirty work, whenever one of the uh, bellhops or, or guys at the opera uh, takes one of those brownies, at a point in that movie, he does say absa and lutely so any chance that DJ recently watched Dirty Work and that was just top of mind on how to respond? I like to imagine DJ watching Dirty Work at some point. Like just him and Paulina before uh, the Saturday night, getting ready to go close it out. They just fire up Dirty Work. 
What if we find out like sneakily she'd seen it a dozen times? He'd never seen it. That wouldn't like shock me. <laughs> um, guys, every Thursday we do a live stream during football season. It's Thursday, 630 Central Standard Time. That's CST. Um, what we do there is we pick some games. We usually have a, a friend of the show hop on and do some celeb picks. We pick college, NFL, all presented by DraftKings. And, um, you know, some of us are doing better than others. But check it out on the Washed Media YouTube. Actually, it's a fairly close race. Am I not? I don't know if we're going to get to that later. This but. weekend was big. We'll save it all. We'll save the stats for Thursday. But Dylan had himself a weekend, and things are getting closer. Big boy stack TBD for your boy. It is on tonight's game. Which no one is do doing that. Am I allowed to do a Monday night game for the big boy stack for for you week four? Apparently, yeah, it's this week. That's a week four game. You can only do week three. If you wanted to do Dallas, you should have done it last week. Really? Oh, yeah, this is the last game of the week tonight. Right. Silly ass. It counts. What are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. Did you put your big boy stack on tonight's game? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were trying, trying to do it for this coming up week. No, get out of here. Okay. All right. I'm legit. How do you... Got them boys, Whatever. Man. You, you took You took enough lumps on the live stream for doing that, so I'm, not, I'm just going to let it be. Did I really? I can't. Yeah, your li- your big boy stacks are always like it's either Texas or, or Cowboys games that we've already talked about and like picked or something. Yeah, because those are the teams I'm most familiar with. So why wouldn't I be confident betting on them? It, you would be, but it's just more fun if you branch out and like pick another team, like maybe Wyoming, picked, even though I they'll like lay an OU. egg. I just picked OU and got pummeled. Oh, you went with o- OU. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You're <laughs> probably about to be in the OU, lead. You're going to be in the lead. Maybe not that great. Um. Undefeated. Maybe not that great, though. Did you guys watch any Ryder Cup? Did you see how it turned out? Who won the big games? <clears throat> Watched quite a bit of Ryder Cup, actually. Yes. Uh, didn't catch a whole lot on, on Sunday, however, because I was traveling the entire day. But uh, caught a bunch Friday, caught a bunch Saturday, and was very entertained. I felt pretty good about missing Sunday because U.S. had a healthy lead going into the final day. Man, you know, even though they did... And it would have taken a, a historic meltdown to lose that. Um, I still, I've seen weird shit happen. We all yeah. have. And I just, I didn't trust it. I, I thought, you know, if I was betting on it, I'd put my money on the USA, right? Yeah. But I, I still had, I was still glued to it. Um, KJ, I know you may, you have some hot takes on the scoring system and how it's uh, presented now. I, I, and I, I don't mean the scoring system of like how they track who wins each round. It's just when you're trying to casually observe, okay, hey, how are we doing via the ESPN app? I don't need two up, two down, and then, okay, what's green, what's red, what's a gray dot? There's no dots here. Like I'm not trying to learn a new language for an event that happens, like, what, every few years? I, I don't even know the cadence of every the two. Cup, but, uh, So, again, they don't need to cater to me, but it's just annoying to have to try to pick up a whole new uh, thing for that. Well, you have question. To, I, I get it completely because you have to, you see the red and you're like, Oh, red is good. But then you're like, wait up to with how many holes left. So you have to, if you're not a, if you're not into golf, it may not all click. Right. You can't just pick it up, see what the score is, see how people are doing. Who's in the lead. Like it's not an easy flyby. Um, are we, how many years away from, uh, you know, wandering over to just the last day of ACL, and we're just going to see some young lads, you know, 18 to 22, just rocking Ryder Cup jerseys uh, as, like, their festival gear because this is the new America's Dream Team, right? 
This is the the new dream team. Yes, KJ. Well, the attire is pretty swagless. They, Otherwise, I'd say, uh, yeah. The U.S. fits were were borderline bad. The gray hats with the off off center USA right here, uh, not for me. Um, I'll say it. When you have a number of players who normally wear hats, not wearing the hats because they didn't really fit their heads, uh, that's probably an issue. I mean, it doesn't matter, but just from an aesthetic point of view, like it is kind of weird seeing Cantlay out there without a hat or whatever. Um, to answer your question, KJ, like, are you are you suggesting we need like basketball jerseys with the Ryder Cup teams? Because I mean, I'm I'm honestly not against that. I will gladly rock a Cantlay, like <laughs> a Cantlay jersey. I probably won't rock the DeChambeau. You could put a DJ one on me. Who, whoever posted the side by side of the Dream Team and the Ryder Cup uh, team photo should probably tap the brakes. Oh man, why? Because this is uh, the Olympics on a worldwide level versus the Ryder Cup, which yes is an international event that happens again every two years, and people kind of care about it. It's exciting. So what? Yeah, had this been. In Europe or the U.S. one, like every couple of years, nobody would have been this like rocked up for it because they were in a little bit of dry spell. Like we're treating this like it's the greatest win of all time in athletics, and like you know, it's 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 not quite it's, the same. It's the best U.S. team we've ever fielded. It's a historic uh, beatdown, nineteen and nine. I won't say best team. I would say maybe the best victory that they've ever had. People are saying best team. If you okay. if you look at if you look at like the world rankings and how many of the guys are like in the top ten on the U.S. team, then some people are saying that. I look, I'm not going to call them the dream team. I don't know who you're if if you're referring to our friends at No Laying Up who have have posted the side by side. I think it was probably done done uh, and maybe done uh, tongue in cheek, but <laughs> it, it is, it is it a historically fair. good Ryder Cup team for you Europe and the USA. Like it's an awesome team. They boat raced Europe. All right, fair enough. That's all I wanted to clarify. Please like my sport. Over? Please like my sport. <laughs> hey, why was Should Rory crying? crying? Just because they lost and he was sad? What I missed that. Yeah, so Rory was pretty emotional. If you saw the, um, I don't know if it was the Golf Ch- NBC or the Sky News interview um, with BBC or whatever, or maybe that's different, confusing. Uh, he takes it very seriously, and he played like shit. Um, he did win his singles match over over Xander, got them a point, but it was kind of a moot point. Right. Uh, play on words there, and um, you know he's an emotional guy. You know he's got a new perspective. I don't know if you know this, but he's a father. He might be an uncle. We don't know for sure. And uh, <laughs> you know he's sad that he didn't play better. And and I think that's kind of the difference between the European team and the U.S. team, where it's like. Zinger loves to say, you know, for us, it's it's in our head. For them, it's in their blood. The European team, which, like, I don't know what that means. But they do t- – it is more of a big deal to them. Like, when they are factoring in, like, after a guy retires or, you know, they're, when they're looking at a guy's career, they're like, how did he do in the Ryder Cup? Whereas, like, I don't really think we do that. Like, if you look at Tiger's record in, in the Ryder Cup and Phil, it's it's not great. Yeah. Like, compared compared to, like, Ian Poulter, who's, like, a, an absolute murderer out there. And Sergio has Sergio, the most wins fucking, on the, in Ryder Cup history. Yeah, Sergio, who's, man, Sergio something. Whoever yelled out, worst ever. The most points, I should say, not the most wins, the most points. Right, right, right. The most points won for his team. Whoever whoever yelled out before he teed off, you are the worst. That's inaccurate. <laughs> he is uh, arguably the best. 
Yeah. Uh, do we have any apologizing or any validity to like the complaints I'm seeing about the lack of decorum from the U.S. fans? I don't think so. It's the same way over overseas. Europeans do the same thing. They they boo. Uh, they you know they boo the team when they see them. They cheer for missed putts, that kind of thing. So it's it's give and take. I think it's just a mutual disdain for Look, the other team. It's not our fault that USA is extremely chantable and Europe is not. What are they, I mean, what would they even do? Europe. Yeah, Europe. That, that's not a chant. No one's doing <laughs> it's that. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, no, I think uh, I have not heard uh i don't know i haven't talked to anybody that was there but you know a few years ago was it hazel not hazeltine wherever it was last time it was in the united states you heard some like pretty like they were a little bit graphic and some of the stuff they were yelling at the european team uh i didn't hear any of that this time um as far as some people get mad when you boo a bad shot like and like dude what what do you think this is? What are they supposed to do? Just not react at all? You're supposed to like, yeah. be like, hey man, better luck next time, Rom. Like, no, you 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 boo or you you cheer. Like that's how it works. I thought um, you hiss, huh? I thought you hiss. Ooh, I, I would be down for some hissing. <laughs> little uh, little uh, garter snake, Dave. Um, I don't know. Thoughts overall. DJ was sick, five and zero. Oh. Um, love that for him. He was arguably, I mean, he was the star of the press conference afterward, completely tanked, just completely tanked and talking. I mean, not a guy of few words, um, but he was, <laughs> he was hopping in most of the questions. It was, uh, it was a pretty fun scene. Um, did you Who guys see that? Was that Chris Harrison? Was it? No. no it, it just reminded me of a men tell all setup, just watching two rows of 10 dudes answer questions and cut each other off. I needed that yesterday. That's a the, good tweet. The celebrations for the Ryder Cup are, are all time, every time. And, yeah. you know, it's not an individual game this time around. It's an actual team game, and it's country versus nation or versus continent, I guess, Europe. Union, if you will. Union, sure. Uh, Plus, so it's just, it's an all-time post-Brexit. celebratory post-tournament situation. So it's always fun yeah. to watch how, like what they do and – did you? Th- I go for a little bit of this. Obviously, you're not going to get the same value out of it that you will when you have 10 guys celebrating. But I think as awkward as Butler's cabin is, like that's really one of the only proper like post-tournament celebrations you get in golf. And I don't know what you could do. You don't need to be doing a parade after every single tournament, but they could be doing more than they are like uh, any more than just here's a fat check. Here's a quick rundown of your sponsors and cut to uh, 60 minutes. I need a little more showboating after each tournament, at least the mass or majors for sure. So this was, um, you know, it's great that they won it early, but it kind of created the the situation where there wasn't like the entire team surrounding one match to see who was going to win or who was going to lose. It was it was done, and there was they, and this. You know, obviously, it's unique. And when it's when it's clinched, the guys who are out there on the course still they keep playing. They finish their matches, so you don't have all of the guys together until the last player. I think it was Berger, like finishes his match. So it kind of uh, it, it impeded on the celebration a little bit. Um, they still got after it. Um, you had Morikawa with the uh, giant champagne bottle, double fisting. I don't know. It's it's cool to see like personality out of guys who were probably 
these guys probably didn't party growing up because they were too too busy like at their swing academies and and stuff and practicing golf every day with their dads. Like we had, yeah, we had the Brooks Bryson embrace at the, uh, the little trophy ceremony at the end there. Yeah, thoughts on hug, Brooks and Bryson? They hugged it out. I hope it's done. I hope this is. Uh, I'm I'm ready for a new chapter. Like you grow up on WWE, like there's only so much of a storyline you can have of a back and forth like. 1v1 like I, I don't need this to span over several years of pettiness like let's let this take the next step until something dramatic happens like you know i don't know no i think that's fair i mean i, I think people were getting we're kind of over it anyway um and they're gonna do they're gonna parlay this into the match i think in november where they're going to do like you know like they've been doing I'm praying it's not pay-per-view cuz I really don't want to have to pay 30 bucks to watch this cuz Bryson's so bad on the when he's mic'd up on the course he's so bad um I don't know I I was just kind of thinking about it yesterday on how like I go from during the season like looking at a guy like Brooks and just being like oh I'm so out on Brooks and then seeing him interact with like his teammates on the team and it looks like he's having fun I'm like man I like this dude again. I'm back in on Brooks. And, you know, that'll all change come, uh, <laughs> you know, come April or whenever. But it's a cool event. I don't know. I wish I wish it was easier for the casual golf fan to really understand. But, like, whatever. It, it should, you know, the, the four ball, the four sums. Like, wait, what are we doing here? Why are they alternating? If they care more about the casual viewer, every sport, every level of sports out there bends over backwards to accommodate the TV audience. And with golf, especially this event, they like specifically did not. And you can't tell me, oh, well, there's only so much daylight that you've got to deal with. Like you pick the courses, you pick the time of year, you pick the location, like you're in control of every decision made. If you've got to run your event out there at 6 a.m. U.S. time, you know, and or whatever tea, tea times were, 7 a.m., blah, 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 like change the event to make it more consumable for the U.S. audience if they cared about casual viewers, which they don't, and it's fine. And again, it's not catered to me. I think it's really cool. I, uh, I just, I'm not going to put it up there with like Olympic school. If there was a way that they could get away with some primetime golf in this, it would be, it would be amazing because that's always the best. When you have like something that a tournament that matters that you know you're you're watching it and it leads right into or bleeds over sixty minutes or whatever or even later than that, um, but yeah, the, too many commercials. The playing through thing is just a beating, um, especially if you're if you're you know trying to cook dinner and like watch it on your TV from your from your counter. It's just a lot, but all in all, it was good. I don't know. I like Sergio. I'm back in on Sergio after all that. It's cool to see the the losing team mix it up with the winning team. That's fun. I guess we I think we kind of needed a moment like that. Big winners, obviously DJ, but dude, Scotty Scheffler, former Longhorn, great. Yeah, Dallas's own Highland Park's own guy who overcame um, <laughs> growing, getting taller. Did you know that? I did not. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a tall. Lad. Yeah, he, he that... had to overcome that growing. Oh, I don't tough. know if you remember. Did he get longer, uh, huh? Like, did he get longer? Did his game get longer? I don't. Probably. It probably helped yeah, him in the long run. Tough learning <laughs> golf as a, a shorter person and then eventually growing. I know. I it's, hope it's it's unique to Scotty Scheffler. I, I truly hope I never have that problem. Um, I'm I'm happy with my current height. 
Yeah, no, he was a dude. He was a, a fucking dog. Jumped on Rom. He was like three. He won like the three or the three or four of the first um, holes out there, and it was it was pretty much over at that point. But that's cool. Ryder Cup rookie jumping on the number one player in the world like that. That's awesome. It was really cool. They needed it, man. It's they been, needed it's it, man. It's been a tough stretch in the Ryder Cup. It was definitely a great setup for the long drive competition this weekend. Dude, <laughs> are you going to be dialed into that? Do you want to go live? Check-in is today. Open rounds are uh, Wednesday, I believe, so maybe. Man, can't can't <laughs> wait. I will be following that. I'm going to watch Bryson in, in the long drive. That's, that's must-see TV. Um, any other thoughts on the Ryder Cup? No, sir. KJ, do you want to give it a rating on a scale like 1 to 17? America 1, A+. plus. Oh, let's go. Speaking of A+, plus, can we uh, shout out our friends at DraftKings again? Yes. Week 3 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 4 with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week four game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If the Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WASHED to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code WASHED this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, elsewhere in the landscape, a little, little bit of college football. Yeah, Missed a lot a few, of bit of college football. You had both of the guys on the – actually, all three of us had pretty good, pretty good weekends as far as our we respective sh- teams go. We sure did. Look at us. Uh, the well, ACC, not so much, however. Clemson goes yeah. down. Clemson uh, dropped a game to North Carolina State and probably could have lost two or three different times. Uh, North Carolina also lost, but that was at George, well, at uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium against Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech's only two and two, but they looked decent that game. I just don't think North Carolina has it. Pretty much is going to rule that conference out of the discussion. I think only remaining undefeated teams in that conference are Boston College and one other one that uh, I don't think has anybody on the on the on the uh, slate that's going to get them above that bar. So whoever it is, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> Big Twelve has quite a few undefeated teams: Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, and Penn State are all four and zero. Big Ten. Uh, yeah, you said Big Twelve. Uh, yes, Big Ten. I'm sorry, uh, the Big Ten that is. Michigan, Michigan State's looking spicier and spicier by the day. Um, I need to look at the full schedule for this conference to see how many teams, you know, could make it to the last two or three weeks undefeated because I have a feeling that they're about to run uh, out of options with just due to scheduling here soon. Uh, and then did you see the note, Kayvon Pope, Ohio State linebacker, quit during the middle of the game against, checking my notes, uh, Akron? I did. Do you know, didn't he also 
go to the locker room and tweet out like "fuck Ohio State." Correct. F U C C. Oh, did he? F U C C. So he soon, like soon after, deleted it. Good for him. But um, what happened there? He got in a disagreement with this like defensive coordinator or something. Or this is a classic. Coach. The coaches hate me. Situation. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play very much coming into this season, and it sounds like he and another guy were was splitting time or were splitting time, from what I understand. And he was going in on a substitute package, and I don't know if it's one of those situations where they declared like, "Hey, you're going to swap series or every few plays, you guys." Like leaving it up to the two players that never works. But either way, the guy on the field said, "No, I'm not coming off the field. Get off the field." And this guy ran off the field, threw a fit, lost his shit on the sideline. And uh, has been dismissed, but he will still have uh, access to all of the facilities and be on scholarship throughout the semester. He which, did tweet. What did he? He had he had another tweet too. He said, "I'm sorry, um, man." This is the, uh, a couple days after a meltdown like this, followed by that tweet. Is it's going to be hard for another team to uh, to to pick him up? You know. He did say, "Good luck to my teammates." Luck L U C C. So again, with the, uh, the his, new twist on the old favorite, <laughs> his his K his K buttons does not work on his phone. I think. No, I love that move. That's 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 a little flair on the words. Just got to trick it up a bit. They had they had another guy hit the transfer, another linebacker like earlier in the week hit the transfer mm-hmm. portal too. They did. In addition to that, Quinn Ewers. Uh, they had an article. I guess Ryan Day's been asked in every press conference what's going on with Quinn Ewers and C.J. Stroud, the quarterback was out and available only under emergency, you know, circumstances for this game. So of course there are questions we would see Quinn Ewers in any sort of uh, action this week. And he's yet to fully be, it's not like an active roster, but like added to the, you know, active roster, traveling roster per se. Uh, and Ryan Day basically went on to say, yeah, he's, he's taken it a little rough transitioning from high school to college when he did and being behind the rest of the team scheduling wise or time wise, like you're not getting a lot of reps during the season. He's taking it a little rough, which, you know, anybody else out with their reading that is like, yeah, no fucking way. Like that's why people don't make the decision to leave high school and go to college. Like in August, maybe in January, you know, maybe in the beginning of the summer, but you know, I, think, I don't know what his expectations were there. Hopefully think, Holy Kombucha sticks with him. You think he gets any reps during the season? Cause I know you're allowed X amount of plays or at game action and retain your red shirt, right? You can play in four games now and okay. retain your red shirt. Oh, that's a lot. Um, but they've got four quarterbacks on their roster. You're going to have your ones go. You're going to have your twos go. Your third string quarterback might get in every now and again, especially when you've got your starting quarterback hurt. Your fourth quarterback is your, your scout team QB. So like no part of his week aside from in the film room, or in individual drills is really based on learning the plays and running them with players aside from the scout team work when he's pretending to be Akron or whatever. So who knows? Um, I'm sure he'll be fine. It just kind of was uh odd note on following that up. Are they going to pro uh, for him? S- huh? Are they going to pro for him? Meaning what? <laughs> Maybe. The Ra- okay. The Rangers – Famously had uh, the best prospect of all time, oh. allegedly, Jerickson Profar. I saw him play over, you the, saw him play. over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he was like the the, the guy who's going to – this is the future. And they – I don't know if you can blame it all on this, but you know they did the thing where they bring him up, they might move his position, brought him up too early, and they just didn't really – put him back down, and it just stunted his growth. And he's a major league player, but he's obviously not the elite talent that – 
he, we were promised. Um, so I don't know. I just I, I hope that if the kid can make it through this and be and manage all this like emotionally and like maturity wise, like then he's probably going to be a baller. But I would not be shocked if this all of this I don't know messed with them a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure it'll work itself out. Um, we'll get, I guess Clemson is the t- kind of team where, and uh, one we're about to talk about where you, you crown a quarterback a little too earlier in their career and things don't work out. Um, DJ, you being one of them, but he really doesn't have any help at running back at this point and they're losing linemen. Um, but down in Auburn and we'll circle back to Arkansas, but hmm. down in Auburn, no Knicks, two and a half years at starter. Uh Likely out of a job as a starter, and uh, I believe it's TJ Finley, if I recall, and, and maybe that's the other quarterback from North Carolina State a couple years ago. No, that's right. Yeah, TJ yeah, Finley. Yeah, TJ Finley. But seven quarterback out of LSU, uh, transferred from LSU, uh, looks to be the new quarterback at Auburn. So good luck with all that, I guess. Yeah, I've Auburn's like a team that's kind of flown under my radar, um, but – They've got the old Boise State head coach. Yeah. Who'd they play over the weekend? Georgia, Georgia State. State. So Knicks and was struggling. It was like a six or seven point game or something. I Knicks can't. was struggling. They brought this other kid in and outplayed him. Is that what, that's what happened? I think they're just, they've seen enough on one and this yeah. guy performed well. Next so. chapter. How much yeah. better is the, the world we live in that like a team like Georgia State can be competitive and like cause a quarterback change against a team like Auburn? Like just you know what I mean? Like yeah. twenty years ago, when before, who was it who beat Michigan? Was it App State? Who was like the first? Yeah, like that stuff just didn't really happen, right? You knew you knew what was shit for weeks over that game. <laughs> when when te- when Texas like had UNT on the schedule, you knew exactly what it was going to look like. And I right. I don't know. It's just it's so much better that you have to actually kind of be up for those games, especially if you're Wyoming and you're playing uh, UConn or anything, and you know Day puts his big boy stack on you. <laughs> You got to really be up for that game. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Old Dominion certainly they were up for it in the second half. Um, other note, Dylan, your second favorite team right now. Are you riding hard for Arkansas? Uh, no, never. But it is good to see that they might actually be a really good football team, and that the Texas lost to Arkansas maybe isn't so bad anymore. They looked re- they look really really strong. Agreed. Um, and of course, Texas lost to them with a a different starting quarterback. More on that in a, in a bit. But Arkansas appears to be a very good football team. Do you think? Okay, I'll save this for the Texas talk. But I, I'm looking at the, I was thinking about the rank, the rankings, and there's some there's some questionable stuff. Weird, right? I know. I'm I'm the guy who's not afraid to say that and go there against the rankings. But I think Texas should be ranked. I think they're better than Clemson. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, what the yes, fuck? that's true. Um, Clemson anyway. hanging on at 25 is, is inexplicable. There's no reason for it. But, yeah, I mean, the, the better Arkansas does, um, it's going to look better for Texas, obviously. So, so. we're going to find out because they got Georgia this weekend. I think Arkansas has got Georgia this weekend. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I think they're I think they're getting 18 and a half. Holy shit. Woo! Yeah. I, I want to hop on yeah. that line before it moves because that's pretty wild. They that Arkansas. Athens, I would assume. I think so. Okay. The only Arkansas game I've watched start to finish was the Texas game. Um, I watched a little bit of the of it this weekend, A uh, and M game, but they are kind of an old school offense, right? Like they're going to run the ball on you. They're not afraid. They don't need to. They're not going to go leech you. They do have 
some deep threats, and KJ Jefferson has a decent touch on deep ball. They made some big plays down the field for sure, but I, I think the cornerstone of their game is the run game so yeah, far. They got some runners. They got some track stars on that. Uh, good, okay, it's yeah. good to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'm riding with the with the pigs, man. You know, I'm a woo pig guy. Woo pig suey. Yeah, shouts to hashtag chat. I, I, you know, I'm never going to be an Arkansas guy, but it, it will be nice to see them do well and uh, maybe. Put a little bit more respect on Texas after what they did to them in uh, Fayetteville. Sure. Are you? How are you feeling after seeing Texas's big weekend? Um, I'm very excited, and I'm very excited, and it's because I think Casey Thompson is the absolute truth. And I don't want to. I don't want to feed this hype machine too much. But the guy, every chance he's gotten, he has just absolutely showed out. And I'm very excited for it. Texas put up 70. Excuse me. The last time they did that was in the 2005 Big 12 championship game. Sheesh. Against, against Colorado. Oof. Yeah. Uh, was that Joe Klatt? It was. Joe, Joe Klatt got knocked out in that game, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I'm yeah. very excited about, about Casey Thompson. Um, here's a, an interesting st- statistic. So he entered the game at halftime of the, of the Alamo Bowl last year. So in that game and the two games he's played this year, he has um, Texas has scored on 23 of those 26 drives, 21 touchdowns, two field goals. That is production, folks. The guy, um, he reminds me of someone, and I'm not. Don't jump. Don't jump on me and say, "Oh, yeah, he's, you're saying he's as good as this guy." I'm not saying he's as good as this guy, but the way he plays, the way he throws the ball, his mannerisms, his build, uh, not not really a runner. Not really a track star, but can okay. get out. He can scramble for a first down if he has to. And it's Dak. His game reminds me of Dak. Oh man, I was hoping it'd be some more dramatic, problematic, like and again, a smaller Vince Young. I was hoping it was going to be so. No, no, no. He's dark. he's no. He's his game is nothing like Vince's. He just he reminds me a lot of Dak. I don't know why. He stays in the pocket really well, but if he has to if he has to get outside and, and scramble for a first down, he's very capable of doing that. He just carries himself like Dak. I don't know what it is. Anyway. I'm excited about Casey Thompson. Um, Are you rocked up? We'll know a lot more about Casey Thompson in two weeks. All right. Oh, we'll know okay. A lot more if he if he can the play, shootout if he plays as well. And this is a bold statement. If he plays as well as he's been playing, and Texas beats OU, he is in the Heisman discussion. Wow, he's in the discussion. You know what, Dylan? You're too humble and you're too nice of a guy to say it, but I'm going to say it for you. When my team wins a big game, it's good. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. It is good. It is good. He looks great, man. The offense, Sark, he's got, he's got the guys uh, running up and down the field. I'm loving it. That's, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm happy, and uh, I don't know what Texas' expectation is this season, but we're making some, some progress, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Do you want to well, say anything to our friends in Lubbock? Um, I don't know. Just maybe address them on like a personal level. Good game, guys. Like historically, uh, a good defense out in Lubbock, right? So this is a statement for them. Okay. Shout, shouts to our friends, not, in, our friends in Lubbock. They lost their quarterback, the the Stroh. What's his name? Stroff. 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 They lost Stroff. him. He's hurt. Yeah, I was. I actually didn't even watch this game because I was very busy. I was playing. <laughs> what? You didn't watch the Texas I was game? I golf. 
Okay. I was playing golf. I was it was also a 9 a.m. game on West Coast. What, they got to stop. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And so. Um, you cannot. They got to get rid of this 11 a.m. bullshit. I kept checking the score like, holy shit, what's going on? And Texas was just scoring every time they got the ball. Um. Anyway. Did you at least get to watch game day, bro? <laughs> I didn't watch game day. Dude. What time does game day start in, in uh, San Diego? I don't Jeez. know. 4 a.m. 6 a.m. or um, some shit. 4 5 a.m. Yeah. Anyway. All I know is every time they play at Oregon, they always do the bit with the duck. Like, it's got his PJs on or whatnot. Which, you know, I think it's, a, you know, it's, it's funny. A duck is uh, mega cute. David, hey. Dave Aranda, continuing to have the strongest defense in uh, the Big 12. Do um, you think they're legitimate? I am not. I'm not going to say that Baylor is a Big 12 contender, but. Baylor is going to make a bowl this year, which is big considering they won two games last year under Aranda in his first year. They have a quarterback who, uh, you know, he he's pretty good, man. Like, Bohannon, uh, I guess we saw a little bit of him last year. He, he could never beat out Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer, I don't know, maybe he hung around for a year too long, and not because he was bad, but because, I mean, the guy was just getting rocked. Um, Bohannon's... I think a little bit more mobile. Um, Baylor's Baylor is they are a good team that they're currently. I think they got them at twenty one in the AP. Um, I think they could finish around uh, be a top twenty five team. Um, I think they could. They'll probably get boat raced by Texas or OU, um, but they're going to give a game to most teams. I think. They're good. They're good. Their defense looks good. Did you like the yellow unis? I actually no, did. My wife did not. I thought they looked dope. Um. Okay. I like the yellow uniforms. I don't like the yellow freshman jersey situation. So the combination of the two was a little bit much. Um. But whatever. I I, I love their new stadium, and so every time I get to see a game that's being played there, it usually it shows well. So I, I'm I'm happy that they won. There were a couple questionable penalties or lack thereof towards the end, but. At the end of the day, they got the win. Or at least when I turned it on, I think there might have been a PI that either did or didn't get called. I can't recall. There were a number of – this game should not have been as close as it was. It should not have come down to that. Baylor had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Yes. A lot of just silly – like face masks that weren't egregious, but just like bad luck. Um, Stuff I guess they can clean up. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, it was a classic Big 12 – Big 12 uh, official day where people on Twitter were just going in on the Big 12 refs as as it happens per every weekend, basically. Well, the Big 12 is the pinnacle of football, and that is why uh, the Big 12 hosted just tiny, scrappy, young, hopeful, wishing to win. Little sisters of the poor, SMU, went over to Fort Worth to that big old Big 12 stadium and played TCU. They hung 400 rushing yards on them. Ooh, wait, no, hold on. We're talking about Texas University. Christian University, coached by Gary Patterson, known as a, a team that just always has the best defense in the Big 12. Correct. Uh, and if I took a shot that entire game, every time they praise Gary Patterson for, you know, just coaches fly in from all across the country to ask him about how he lines up against spread offenses and, and being known for defense in a league like the Big 12 and blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, the answer would be he gets his teeth kicked in by Sonny uh, Dykes and, and the Mustangs. So uh, the game was much closer in score than it actually was in practice. TCU busted a bunch of big plays. 
SMU's defense, deep throw, like our, our deep ball coverage is very, very bad. TCU exploited that. But there was not a series where SMU looked to not have it offensively. They would just line up. It was third and four. They'd get seven. Like, embarrassing to play a Big 12 team like that, and our offensive line was bullying them. So we'll see uh, how the rest of the year goes. We've got Cincinnati late in the year as well as UCF late in the year. Um, Cincinnati, look this morning. They are favored, not by much, by like point and a half, maybe three and a half. I don't know what the line was or spread was. Uh, favored to beat Notre Dame next week. Oh, this is, this is the epitome of a too much dip conundrum. Yeah. In what way? What do you mean? I love Cincinnati. I love their information. I love what they're doing. <laughs> uh, but Notre Dame, we didn't even talk about Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that Wisconsin, right? That was this week. They that was Wisconsin. They started slow. It was like a four-point game at the beginning of the fourth. And okay, I, I turned it on late. And they just could not stop scoring, yeah. So yeah. uh, maybe the game was closer than it looked. I don't know. I, but when I saw the score, when I turned on the second half, I was like, oh, my God. Like, do I have to actually put some respect on Notre Dame? Because, no. you know, their their first couple games, they were, eh. They pulled them out, but they weren't great. Does it does this surprise you all that Brian Kelly is now the winningest Notre Dame coach in history? I mean. Isn't that I mean, weird? Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame's a great institution represented by great people and, you know. Catholics all around the country and Thank world you. love them and support them. And they're always going to be properly rated and evaluated. So nope, doesn't surprise me. At wow. All. Well, let me say this. It's surprising to me, KJ. I mean, didn't the guy, didn't the guy, uh, you know, murder all of his players at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a thing that he did? Uh, he Looking back, like, is it not embarrassing? Sorry, Dylan. No, what'd you say? I was saying, looking back, is it not embarrassing how close that game was now that we know what we know about Florida State? Like, they're one and three. That's not fair. Three. But when those two teams get together, four. No, they're KJ. only four. They haven't beat anybody. So, yeah, that's embarrassing. Tough. But, I look, if Cincinnati is – where is that game? Is it in uh, – is it Fort Bend? Hard. South Bend. To... South Bend. What's Fort Bend? I don't know. Is that a, is that a city in Indiana, Randy? It is. Or Wayne. Uh, Kansas. Randy's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, uh, if Cincinnati goes in there and wins that. One thirty. Okay. Okay. That's just a I'm line to watch. watch. I'm putting that on my line to watch of the week. Oh wow. Yeah, to watch, well, Dylan. Watch it, not I, to, I, will, I will continue to monitor and watch that situation. Thank you. As Unless, the as the situation develops on the ground. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Unless you have YouTube TV, because YouTube TV and NBC Universal are arguing over blah blah blah, so you may have to watch it on Peacock. YouTube will TV will reduce your bill by ten bucks. Peacock Premium is five bucks a month. So, you know, if you want to uh, pick up Peacock Premium, if you really care about, you know, I don't know, uh, America's top e model and office reruns and <laughs> Brian Kelly on Saturday. Uh, then you know, check it out. Okay, we you didn't talk about how uh, SMU TCU is getting to TCU Baylor uh, levels. That it's getting chippy. It's 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 getting chippy. This is what the iron skill it's all about, Dylan. Of course, yeah. So we have uh, we have uh, some flag planting. I don't know where you guys stand on uh, planting the flag on some, your opponent's. Uh, some coach got smoked. <laughs> what happened there? Dude, this is Gary's horse. Of course, uh, planting the flag is a a Baker Mayfield move. He invented that. Love it. 
I, I love it. This is this is what we need. This is content. The disrespect. What do you think, AJ? Did you ever plant the yeah. flag? Uh, I don't love the planting of the flag just because it's not original and because Baker Mayfield, you know, notably did it. That's what I would equate it to. Like if you go and run the football back to the middle of the field and plant it after scoring a touchdown, you're going to think of T.O. So like I would say do something original. You can no longer tear down field goal posts and march them into the visitors section <laughs> um, as Tech did into the Tech A&M section quite some years ago. Uh, so I, I would just say be more creative. I like that they're willing to, you know, we had a wide receiver, Danny Gray, or no, Rasheed Rice, I'm sorry, who had an interview with the Dallas Morning News the week of the game and basically said that TCU was scared to play them last year. And on top of that, that when people talk about coming to Dallas, they don't come there for Fort Worth when they come to the DFW. Rasheed Rice is from, like, North Richland Hills, like, which is basically Fort Worth. Mid-city stand up. And so he's just talking all this shit. He scored in the game. They back it up, they win, and they continue to talk shit after the game. I salute that. Uh, there was discussion whether or not one of the SMU players knocked over Jerry Kill, who, if you recall the name, he was the head coach at Minnesota before P.J. Fleck, who had multiple incidents where he was uh, – <laughs> uh, somebody weed. did smoke Jerry Kill. Um, <laughs> multiple incidents where he collapsed on the sideline due to seizures. I don't know if you remember that storyline. Five or six times it happened. He was always okay, but like it was a recurring thing. Uh, he's on the staff at TCU, and somebody knocked him over. Well, we certainly so, don't condone that. Let me say, uh, look, I, I don't, I don't agree with this Fort Worth slander. Fort Worth is a. I like the town of Fort Worth. It's a cool town. I'm not, you know, it's different than Dallas. I don't know. People don't, people it don't is. realize that it's very different. Um, no, Gary, some years back. So Gary and Art Bryles hated each other. That was a known thing. And I think Art might have had more success in that rivalry on the field. Off the field, I think Gary won. As far as I can tell, as Art is no longer uh, coaching anywhere, can't coach in any country anywhere, maybe Italy or something. Um, but Gary did something, I remember, against Baylor, after Baylor beat them, where he called out a player by name on Baylor's team mm-hmm. for for celebrating or for, or for going after or saying something to a coach or saying something to him right, on the sideline. And a lot of people were like, you don't do that. You don't call out kids for, you know, like that. And I don't know. He, it seems like he got a little bit close to it here. I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't listen to the full presser. I can't listen to post game Gary Patterson just cause his voice is just terrible after a game. He and doc rivers are all time lost my voice during a game. Uh, so coaches. bad. Um, last note on that, I will say is, um, uh, quick connection we've not even mentioned arkansas is doing well and that's under the uh purview of offensive coordinator kendall bryles son of art bryles your next co- head coach at texas tech i hope so because i don't want it to be sunny dykes whose dad was the head coach of texas tech for several years during their heyday and i want to say the 70s and 80s and what if it's was- uh what if it's rager dykes that's a very <laughs> niche you get paroled then maybe so that's very niche and i apologize yeah, I, I forget that Kendall Bryles is the OC. Is that surprising? Given the, uh, given he was on the staff at um, FAU with Lane Kiffin for a little bit. I think they embarrassed SMU in one of the Cherubundi Peach Bowl bowl games. I don't Tart Cherry Bowl or something. That was my one favorite. Year. He's been a good coach, a good OC everywhere he's gone. Um, but I wonder if he's going to be one of those that's better coordinator than head coach. So. I think the bowl game you're looking for was the Buck Cherry Bowl. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a crazy think, bitch stadium. I don't think that that's accurate at all. Guys, anything else? Can we close the book on uh, college football? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm back in on the season. Who's Texas got this week? I don't know yet. Okay. TCU. Oh, okay. I will talk more shit about that because technically we could have beaten Texas. Transitive property. Always. OU game is after that. Don't. This is yeah. this is a trap game. Just saying. So Texas up in the DFW back to back weeks because I think I'll play at TCU and then back up here in Dallas. So that sounds uh, okay. okay. All I'm saying for hey, if you're listening, Longhorn Nation, do not overlook uh, a, a team that just got embarrassed. TCU, so excited about Casey Thompson bouncing back. Right I'm just saying. I need to look at that line. We'll talk about it Thursday on the live stream. But just know that I am monitoring the line, and I know Dylan is as well, hey, KJ2. Which line are you monitoring? I need to jot this down. Texas, TCU. Okay. Not only am I monitoring it, but I'm going to um, continue to await further developments. How about that? Wow. Let me just put it that way. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to probably crack a Vizzy this weekend when I'm, when I'm watching the games. Wow, okay. Have you guys noticed how many hard seltzers there are these days? They all kind of look the same. They've all like none of them really jump out to you except for Vizzy. You know why? It's because it's the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. Superfruit acerola, Dylan. You think I don't know that? You think I didn't buy some Vizzy in San Diego over the weekend and bring it to the beach? Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that, but well, I seem, understand how you can take that, that from my comment. Yeah. You seem to be implying that and well, you'd be wrong because I did. You inferred my friends and I, guess what? We enjoyed them. The lemonade flavors, to be exact, David. I enjoyed the uh, the new watermelon flavors over the weekend. Um, there's plenty of hard seltzers to choose from out there. They've got plenty of flavors. Personal favorite these days, I'm, I'm still rocking with all the lemonades. They're, they're just my favorite. But you can't go wrong. Pineapple, mango, black cherry, lime, strawberry, kiwi, blueberry, pomegranate, papaya, passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, blackberry, lemon, raspberry, tangerine. It goes on like this. It's so good. There's just so many good ones. I almost want to like write them a letter and ask them to slow down with the, the flavor rollouts because it's becoming a little bit too much to like keep up with. They're all so good. I want to try them all. There's a surplus of goodness coming from our yeah, friends at Vizzy Hard exactly. Seltzer. With Vizzy, KJ, you can enjoy refreshment with antioxidant vitamin C and at 5% ABV, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. By the way, Vizzy Lemonade, my personal favorite, zero grams of sugar per 12 ounces of serving. How about that? Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Check it out. To get updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up for their emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. The National Football League. Are you ready for some football? I'll be honest. You know, one of the few primetime games that the Cowboys get to be on uh, throughout the year. You know, it's not too often you get to watch your team on primetime television if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. So hopefully you guys are really looking forward to enjoying uh, Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by three and a half tonight. It makes it more fun when you go out there and lay an egg on like a primetime game and you get to be on Twitter afterward and just, just take the L. Just take the L from every direction. Yeah, everybody's watching. Everybody's got something to say. So it's yeah, it's good and bad. Uh, I gotta is say, Ryder at ATT Stadium as a starter, I believe. Say again. I'm sorry, KJ. I think Jalen Hurts' debut as a starter at uh, AT and T Stadium. 
Um, yes, I think that's right. He I think that- he didn't play there as a starter for OU. Oh, good point. Good point. Just saying. Big, 12, out there. Possible. Big 12 title game, huh? Yeah, something like that. Okay. That's fair. Um, either way, Cowboys are three and a half favorites tonight. Um, the Lyle Collins story is weird. Back to five games. Um, that guy's got a lot. There's a lot of weirdness to his the last few years of his career. I, I can't Do go down all the, uh, the You want to go ahead and give the Sparks note version of Lyle Collins' uh History. I'm gonna. I won't do it justice. I would prefer if you did it. The year, okay. the year he Lyle was drafted. Collins. That that whole story is weird too. Yeah. Well, listen to this. You may not know this. Lyle Collins, left tackle or right tackle, left tackle in college for LSU, drafted what three years ago? This end of his third third year, fourth year, doesn't matter. Was projected to be a high first round pick. Um, only days before the draft, he was questioned regarding the murder of a friend of his. Um, Twitch's name was completely cleared, had nothing to do with the actual murder. The police even like essentially put out a, uh, FBI Comey statement saying like, Hey, we really just wanted his help. He was not a prime suspect. Sorry. And it tanked his draft stock. Cowboys got him in the second or third round. Um, huge steal. Some might say Jerry could have put that report out and had them question him. Who knows? Whatever. But wow. Lyle gets drafted by the Cowboys in his own consensual free time reportedly allegedly solicits the service of a woman known as Throatzilla. We may have talked about Throatzilla, this. Throatzilla, Dylan. I remember Throatzilla. I, did, I don't remember him being connected to Throatzilla, but I remember that name for sure. Which name? Lyle Collins. I don't remember no, no, him no, being what? associated. Throatzilla. <laughs> okay. She's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she got that nickname. I can only imagine. Well, um, she is a lady of the night, if you will, but she specializes in one specific task. Uh, you could find her online in the past as, uh, orally gifted, I think was her, uh, Twitter handle for the longest, like a good singing voice. What do you mean? Correct. Correct. Just real good pipes for sure. Right. Uh, that's her specialty. What's unique about her is you would see videos of her pop up online, but fully in a ski mask. So people kind of knew who she was anyway. She resides here in Dallas. Only reason she's attached to Lyle Collins' name is because it was reported that she did not pay or he did not pay her for his her services. Um, she also let it be known that uh, while she does not uh, offer this as a service and this should serve as an introduction to the season, Lyle Collins uh, allowed her to uh, toss his salad for free just as an extra thing. She said she, like, she likes that. That's for free. She didn't charge for that. Oh, so it was reported that's nice. That while Collins had, you know, it all cleaned up back there via orally gifted's uh interesting acerola season. Single mouth. It is Alice eating season for sure. Um anyhow, fast forward to this story now. Lyle Collins is suspended a couple weeks ago for five weeks for um essentially missing a drug screen. It was uh negotiated down to two games by the NFL players union. Uh, Lyle Collins, like an idiot, tried to appeal that because he would have been eligible to come back next week, tried to appeal again, and a third-party arbitrator came in and said, you know what, it should have been five games. Turns out Lyle Collins tried to bribe one of the uh, NFL's uh, urine sample collectors, and uh, we're going to stick you with five games. So Lyle Collins will miss this game and the next three. To which we come back to Throatzilla who uh, is making loud noises on the internet saying, I know you're fucking lying because uh, 
he ain't trying to bribe anybody with money if he ain't paying me. Because to this day, uh, he has yet to pay for Rosella for her services, according to her. So, well, there's your Cowboys. That's my pick. Well, I, <laughs> he's now claiming that it was a joke. He like threw it out, like you know, doing bits. Like, dude, how much I got to pay you? And then the guy, and now, and I guess that's like one of those things uh, you can't you can't joke about. Otherwise, the the arbitrator will use it, and they're putting the squeeze <laughs> on him. It's unbelievable. Gosh, damn. Very cool, cool man. Throatzilla. I, did, I wasn't expecting to hear uh, Throatzilla's name back in the news today, but here we are. So our new segment, Goated, Woated, or Throated. I will remind all of you in the public uh, atmosphere, everyone listening, be very, very careful about typing that word into your, uh, uh, into your search bar, or not search bar, into your uh, Twitter feed and hitting enter. Because if you do tweet Throatzilla with or without her at, much like Candyman, she'll hear you, she'll find you, she'll reply. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think if you, if you type in Throatzilla, you, you expect something kind of nefarious to pop up. And know? she's a genuinely nice person. Friend of the show who we may uh, pick games with on Thursday, Jake Kemp may tell us more, but he sat down and interviewed her multiple times. So uh, we'll have to ask him about it on Thursday. Other games in the NFL. Is Justin Tucker the greatest Texas Longhorn, the, the most successful NFL player to come from the University of Texas. David, you heard of Earl Campbell? Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time. Yes he's or the, no? He is probably the best kicker of all time. Okay, he, what Longhorn plays, is the best ever at their position? He plays a position that doesn't warrant that title at all. Oh, so. really? Because he won the game, dude. <laughs> yeah, but he, Bro. He played the last three seconds of the game. I mean. <laughs> all eyes on him, man. No, he's he's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. I, I don't mean to discredit him at all. What he did. How many games incredible. did Earl Campbell win the last second? I, he's, I don't think he ever kicked a 66-yard field goal. Probably not. Um, but to <laughs> kick a 66-yard field goal in itself is insane. At sea level, nonetheless. Do it to do so in a game-winning fashion? Come on, man. That's, that's, like, that's storybook shit. That's incredible. Westlake Zone, right down the street, is where he started kicking the shit, shit around. You know what I'm saying? Like. So we started kicking the shit around, he yeah, says. Yeah, right down the street, Westlake High School. So can we say he's the – do we want to put him as the, the greatest athlete from Westlake High? Ooh. Would Drew Brees have something to say about that? Yeah, it's probably Drew Brees, but then it's Tucker's <laughs> right there. This is right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's weird. Austin, Texas, quarterbacks and kickers. That's what, that's what Austin does. No other position. Podcasters. No other position in football comes from Austin. It's really strange. Well – uh, turns out it shouldn't have really even happened because of a missed delay of game, by the way, which was egregious. Borderline, almost two seconds. Uh, yeah, I saw that they timed it, and I was like, dude, that would have the fucking Lions, man. Poor Will, our friends in Detroit, they just can't catch a break. Yeah. Their season's going to continue like this, I think. They're, uh, I think I made the comment that they're going to hang around in games they definitely should not be involved in, and they'll probably lose them. But this is a prime example. The Ravens are really, really good regardless of injuries. And for the Lions to shoulda, coulda, woulda beat them, that's impressive. Very impressive. Unlike the debut of Justin Fields as a starter for the Chicago Bears, played at Cleveland, didn't go so well. Sacked nine times, I believe. And in the NFL, when you do team stats, they deduct the sack yardage from your team passing stats. So they had 42 plays, 47 total yards. One, or maybe negative one, I think it was one total passing yard after the sacks were netted out of all that. 
it was an ugly day. Oh, Not all on him, but it was ugly. Yeah, so I didn't watch this game. What, what exactly happened during this game? They just I mean, Miles Garrett happened a lot. Yeah. Okay. And the Browns have been they've had a good defense for a while, but they just played up they played up to their billing in this and they weren't screwing around with anything the Bears were throwing out there. The Bears have Dave Montgomery at running back's good out of Iowa State. And I really, really like Allen Robinson, former Penn State, Nittany Lion and uh, Jacksonville Jaguar. But they just don't have anything else to go along with that. So ugly day. Rams, Bills. I wrote this in as a potential Super Bowl because as of right now, Rams and Bills are uh, your odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and odds on favorites, I believe, to make it to the Super Bowl from their respective conferences. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have no issue with in that. either. Man, the Rams look very, very legit. Dude, Maddie Stifford. Yeah, I was talking to Will a little bit um, before we recorded about Stafford and. I met the tr- the Lions fans, man. They they have they're having a tough run, and to see their their guy go off and have all the success, I think he's he's a Stafford guy. I don't know how the rest of the Lions fans feel about watching him do so well elsewhere, uh, but that is a stacked football team. They have star power all over the place. Dude, Cooper Cup playing so well, just put it to the Bucks. Who are you taking right now, Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? Oh, jeez, I'll take Devontae. Devontae. I'm probably taking Devontae. Yeah, but Cooper Cup, dude, he's. He's cold, man. That dude is eating. He he gets open and catches the football. They have the vibe of like guys who know each other. Like the because like I don't know, like a a ton of different wide receivers for sure. I don't know, like Ricky Prohl, like Don mm -hmm. Beebe, or you know Danny Amendola or Wes Welker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like like a shorter Ed McCaffrey, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty – I like that, too. Or Chris Collinsworth, even. And, or a more athletic Joe Juravicious. <laughs> that's a good one. Just see Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald coming off the edge during that game. Just Oh, stupid. no. They put him on the end? Yes. And he was wrecking shop. I don't I, understand. I don't understand that guy. I looked at his Instagram earlier and saw a shirtless pic, like a sponsored <laughs> post, and it was just uh, – it's amazing how cut up he is. He's, he's like six mm-hmm. feet flat, 300 pounds, and has like an eight-pack. It doesn't – nothing about him makes sense. It, he's unbelievable. Is he only six feet? He's short He's short for his yeah. position, absolutely. Second best uh, player out of the University of Pitt in Pitt history, for sure. Behind Dan Marino? I would say so. Oh, and man. in front of uh, – uh, well, they have a running back. There's a really – Famous player who also went to Pitt. I can't recall. Um, moving along. Thursday night, we get Bengals, who looked very good, actually, this past week. Um, Bengals-Jags after our Thursday night uh, stream. I'm going to go ahead and say, after seeing the breaking news, that we just traded our first-round pick, first-round pick, C.J. Henderson from Florida, cornerback, uh, to the Panthers because they had J.C. Horn get hurt on Thursday night last week. Um, we suck. That's my official statement until further information is received. Wait, CJ Anderson, was he, they just got him, right? Just drafted him number one overall, maybe two years ago. I I could have my timing off, but like he was the one that basically not made everything better after we lost Jalen Ramsey, but between him and AJ Bouye, like we were still okay at corner. AJ Bouye left during the off season and now we've traded away C.J. Henderson for a third or fourth round pick. Nothing of equal value. Uh, and this might be the first sign I've seen of players, because uh, I have to I have to 
assume here that he must not have been happy or must have been getting into it with someone because Shaquem Griffin, which have, I, I get a mix of them. Sorry, they're twins. UCF. We have the Griffin who plays uh, out of UCF from Seattle at corner. Him and Trevor Lawrence seemingly seem to be on board with everything that's happening with Urban Meyer. I haven't seen dissent, any dissent. When you start shipping off like your starters like this, it's it's not pretty. So I don't care. We suck. Sports party. I'm not excited for that Thursday night game. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be fun to watch. Jamar Chase and him had they're clicking. I think they've got like three or four touchdowns. Um, did y'all watch last night? Did y'all watch any of that? Rogers doing Rogers um, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one where I was watching. I'll be honest. I was watching the last five minutes from Verdansk. Um, but yeah, I you know I saw how much time did they give him? Like thirty nine seconds. Thirty seven. Thirty seven seconds. Obviously, too much time. Uh, just sick. Um, he made he made a few passes in that fourth quarter that were the kind of passes that only he can make. Like he's just has an unbelievable feel for just you know putting the ball where few people can't. Just just tiny tiny windows. Guys like guys that are not open, he just kind of throws them open. It's it's pretty unbelievable. When they show the view, when they show the overhead view of like I don't know what the camera is, not like a drone, obviously, but it's better cam. Yeah, and you see like the linebacker, he gets it just over, yeah. and then the, the you safety. What, you see what he sees, dude. Like it's from in, that, that back angle. It's mind blowing that anybody can do that. And then of course, me Garoppolo had one of those too. Garoppolo looked good, like uh, after that first half. Um, no, you had. We got to talk Chiefs real quick. Oh yeah, Dude, Chiefs Chargers. That was I had that on while watching Ryder Cup on my laptop. And uh, dude, okay. Hey, are we worried about the Chiefs yet? KJ, go ahead. I think Chiefs are fine as long as Andy Reid's fine. He left the game in an ambulance, and it turns out that was too due to dehydration. Uh, so hopefully he's okay. I think they'll be fine. Uh, but I do think the Chargers are that good and. You know, um, maybe we owe a little bit of an apology to Brandon Staley. Uh, There was always talk anytime somebody kind of knows Sean McVay uh, getting a job, like, hey, did he deserve getting this head coach job? Brandon Staley looks good. And I think another Rams staffer is the head coach at Kentucky, and they're also undefeated right now. Um, So, you know, kudos to both of them. Okay. Dylan, anything else? I have nothing else, Dave. I'm ready to party if you are. This guy's ready to party. Let's party. It's the sports party. This is the segment where we party. There we go. <laughs> Nick Diaz loses to Robbie Lawler, his last win in 2011. Uh, I was watching this. I was a little worried from the get-go. Nick, of course, Nate Diaz, his older brother, a legend in the sport. Big reason why a lot of people watch the sport, to be honest, the Diaz brothers. And uh, you know what? He put up a valiant effort. He looked a little step slow. Robbie Lawler's, you know, 39 years old. They're both old. They're both borderline. I, I hate to say washed, but when you haven't fought in six years, uh, as Nick Diaz has, then it's tough to just jump back in against a guy like Robbie Lawler, who he did beat. He did finish back like 15 years ago or something. But shout out to his family. Uh, also had Alexander Volkanovsky retaining his belt over Brian Ortega. Sick fight, potential fight of the year candidate. Um, just awesome. That was a fun one. Uh, uh, any quick thoughts on the Joshua loss? Not to just uh, throw comment sports questions at you, but Anthony Joshua getting uh, beat by, I don't know, whoever it was. 
a Russian something. Boxing. Yeah, Ukraine, Ukrainian. Sorry, I had an ad on ESPN's website just start playing out of nowhere. I wasn't even looking at their site. Um, completely tanked me. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I didn't see it coming, but this this is a big wrench because I don't know. I mean, you got Fury, Wilder coming up. And then the plan was for, assuming Fury wins again, Fury Joshua is the fight everybody wanted, and this obviously is not going to happen now. So, I don't know. Joshua's screwed this plane up twice now. <laughs> he, dude, he really has. This dude's this dude is losing money. He's still doing okay, but um, I did not watch any F one. I don't know if you uh, guys did. I caught I caught some of the end of this race. It was a wild scene at the Russian G, uh, GB Grand Prix. Uh, it was pouring rain. I don't know that I've seen. I well, I shouldn't say I don't know. I haven't seen enough F one to see how they handle things like this. But it was raining enough to where. Cars were like approaching simple turns at like 30 miles an hour and not able to make the turn because the car just couldn't handle it. Uh, it was very wild. Lando Norris had the lead for a little bit late in the race and everybody you could, it seemed like was pulling for him. He's a likable guy. Uh, but ultimately the, the conditions were just too much for him. Max Verstappen started in 20th and finished in second. He again started in 20th because of the uh, wreck that he was uh, faulted with a few weeks ago. Uh, and Lewis Hamilton wins his 100th Grand Prix. Shout out to the GOAT. Um, and also in the lead for the championship. And this real quick. Circuit oh, go ahead. America's news is not, not what I want to see. Oh, yes. Been to a race yes, yet. yes, yes. Uh, nothing definitive yet, but obviously the U.S. Grand Prix is coming up soon. As of now, Circuit of America is just outside of Austin, I guess, in Austin. Is the only F1 race on the... Uh, in, in America on the F1 schedule. We all know F1 Miami is coming soon, maybe next year, I'm not sure. Um, but a part of the deal that Circuit of the Americas and Texas has with F1 is that Texas will fork over $25 million a year as long as the race is the only F1 race in the country. Uh, they feel like having Miami will dilute some of the intention and some of the interest, as we all know. I don't think that's going to be the case, but who knows? Money negotiations, who knows? But um, there's potential for this upcoming race to be the last for a while. I believe it's the end of the 10-year contract. Now, before I get uh, to a real quick hit on Major League Baseball, Dylan, what was your baseball experience? I didn't know you went to a game. Yeah, I talked a little bit about it on uh, Circling Back, but I went to the um, Braves at San Diego Padres game on Friday night. And... uh, Padres got whipped. It was a pretty meaningless game, unfortunately. Um, but I got to see Tatis Jr. play. Uh, that was fun. He's uh, a very exciting young player, obviously. Uh, but the ballpark, my main takeaway is this is a sick ballpark, man. Petco mm-hmm. is a great place to watch a game. It's uh, right there in downtown, the little bar district, the gas lamp district. It was just a cool setting. Uh, good vibes inside. Great looking ballpark. I had a blast. Of course, the weather is phenomenal. It was incredible. So. Um, I will say this: uh, the Bra- it mattered to the Braves, definitely not to the Padres. Right. They are definitely they them and the Mets have to be the biggest disappointments of the year of how they've kind of folded up. Yeah. Um, after All Star break, the Cardinals have won 16 straight. I haven't watched an ounce of it because fuck the Cardinals. Sorry, yeah. blame David Freeze. Um, Dodgers and Giants are both going to finish over 100 wins. One of them's going to end up in the wild card position, which kind of sucks that baseball does their wild card and play in rounds like they do, but you know, is what it is. 
Uh, it mattered to the Braves. I mentioned that earlier because the NL, e, NL East race is so tight. The Braves and the Phillies are quite close. Oddly enough, the Braves have like a plus 121 run, dif- run differential, and Philly has a negative one, slightly negative. But they're like within two games of each other. And the AL wild card race is five teams deep. The Yankees and the Blue Jays most likely will secure those positions, but don't count out those A's or Mariners or Boston. So a lot to watch over this week, the final week of the MLB season. And I think we're still on 100 games lost watch for the Rangers. They're sitting on 99 unless they Let's go. Let's do it. There you go. Good grief. Okay. Well, now is about the time where I hop in and start watching baseball when uh, the Rangers are out of it. Now I can start really paying attention. So so look for more of that from me. Playoff baseball is fun to watch, man. It really is. Dylan, do you want to run it back? Let's run it back. Run it back, of course, the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave is the draft king of draft kings. That's true. Team USA's attire, swagless. Scotty Scheffler overcame getting taller to become a successful Not talked about enough. Arkansas got some runners, got some track stars. Dave was watching the Notre Dame Cincy line. Coach Jerry Kill got smoked after the SMU-TCU game. It's actually his name. Dylan is back in on college football. Huge development there. Dave is also monitoring the Texas TCU line, as well as any further developments regarding this matchup. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Throatzilla in oral history, narrated by KJ. And a late addition here, goaded, woated, or throated is Dylan's new seggy. It's not. That's a Dave seggy. <laughs> and that concludes Run It Back. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Fun one. I don't know if that last one has legs, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll give it a shot, man. Fun episode. Fun episode. KJ, thank you for uh, popping on with us. You the man, KJ. Yes, I appreciate uh, y'all being flexible. I will be down there next week. Get better. Hopefully celebrating Texas beating TCU, because if not, I'm going to be talking some shit. Oh, and you don't want him talking shit. I've seen it. All right, we'll see y'all Thursday. Bye. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. Bring them dips.